Welcome to the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. I'm a practicing school principal and author in North Carolina. My book is called The Pepper Effect, and that book is my love letter mashup to the Beatles and all things education, leadership, and school culture. This podcast is an extension of that same mashup in my book, but sometimes we depart from crossing Abbey Road and we have to get out of the yellow submarine and make other musical connections. The last episode of this podcast went roaring down the highway with L.A. Woman by the Doors. I shared how some negative feedback from the band's producer that was hurled at them galvanized the doors in revisiting their shared vision and they went in to create a masterpiece. A masterpiece which actually turned out to be the final album that lead singer Jim Morrison made with the doors. I connected that particular album to a recent conversation I had with my friend and bandmate, Lainey Rowell. For this episode of the podcast, I am very honored to have Lainey Rowell join us as my second guest ever on the podcast. It is an absolute treat having my friend on the podcast, and you are invited to listen in on our wide-ranging conversation. Lainey is an author, educator, podcaster, TEDx speaker, and international consultant with 20-plus years in the field of education. Her consulting gifts have been shared with Fortune 500 companies like Apple and Google. She has taught all levels of education and recently co-authored with Christy Andre and Lauren Steinman, an amazing book from Corwin and Learning Forward entitled Involving Learner, Shifting from Professional Development to Professional Learning from Kids, Peers, and the World. Since 2014, Laney has been a consultant for the Orange County Department of Education's Institute for Leadership Development, facilitating professional learning for administrators. Most importantly, Laney is a bandmate and a collaborator. I am so grateful that she is joining me on this particular episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Our conversation goes from our recent collaboration with Campfire Combos EDU to our favorite Johnny Cash song. I hope you enjoy this special conversation among bandmates and friends. And most importantly, I do hope that this podcast finds you safe and peace and enjoying the summer months. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat. We are making podcast history for the second time. And even though this is the second guest ever in the history of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, Lainey Rowell is by no means second on in, on any list of mine. She is she is the top. So I want to to welcome with with great uh, just with great admiration. And I'm going to try not to fanboy again too much. Um, but Lainey, it's just so great to have you here on on the podcast. 
Oh, I'm so honored. And it's so funny you said fanboy because all day, knowing that we were going to be doing this, I've been thinking, okay, I can't fangirl on him too hard. Like, I, oh, I'm no. going to just like totally embarrass myself just being like, I can't believe I'm on with you, Sean. So, I, I mean, I'm just going to get it out there. I'm just a huge fan. <laughs> well, I the, the feeling is mutual, as as you know. And, uh, you know, I as, 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 I've, as I've shared with you, I, I've totally struck the lottery in being connected to you and, and growing this collaboration and friendship. And, and uh, so, yeah, I've been, I've been the same way. Like, I don't want to be like Chris Farley when he was on Saturday night live talking to, uh, you know, Paul McCartney and going, uh, Hey, remember when you were in the Beatles and, you know, I'm going to probably <laughs> go into that. I'll probably say, Hey, remember when you wrote that chapter in evolving learning? It, it was, it was awesome. You know? <laughs> You're so sweet. But, You're so sweet. But anyway, we started off um, initially uh, before, uh, uh, you know, we got kind of got started our conversation talking about uh, about music. And uh, I would I would love to know right now what is what is on the turntable, what is on the tape deck? What are you currently uh, grooving to music wise? So I have a very eclectic interest in music. Like I listen mm. to pretty much everything. I will say probably in highest rotation would be country music. And nice. it's it's funny because my son's name is Blake and um, I liked the name. My husband believes we named him after Blake Shelton, which I'm totally fine to go with because I'm a huge fan, but I always think that's pretty funny. So yes, it, we have a, a family full of, of country fans, so. Nice. If I if I had to do it all over again, and I I'm not the best guitarist by any stretch of the imagination, but I have a great love for pedal steel guitar. It is uh, it is just one of my most favorite sounds uh, ever. And uh, you know, hey, if you want to if you want to claim Blake Shelton, hey, go for it. There's nothing there's there's nothing wrong nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, but uh, but I, I I'm a big Johnny Cash fan and Hank Williams fan and. Patsy Klein, I, uh, I I love those old things. My mother grew up listening with her her mother to the Grand Ole Opry on on the radio. So I think some of that kind of country music sensibility has has seeped into my own musical DNA. So I I love it. I, I love Johnny Cash, the classics you're referencing. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I listen to the current stuff, but um, I think A Boy Named Sue might be one of my favorite songs of all time. Ring of Fire. Oh, like, man. yeah, I, I, a huge Johnny Cash fan too. Yeah. Boy, Boy Named Sue, um, I mean, of course, uh, written by Shel Silverstein, uh, who gave us uh, The Giving Tree and Where the Sidewalk Ends. And, uh, that's that's probably that's probably his most famous song. A lot a lot of folks don't don't make that connection that, you know, even though Shel Silverstein wrote all of these great, you know, children, classic children's books. He was also quite a prolific song lyricist. And uh, a boy named Sue is is uh, yeah, not I, I, may, I may have to start singing it. I'll spare you, though. I, I go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I, honestly, I'm a little embarrassed to say I did not have that Shel Silverstein connection in my head. It does not surprise me you did, but I did not. And so, uh, you, like, what are we, a minute in and you're already teaching me stuff. No, no. Well, I, I'm a big music geek. and and uh, But, hey, we're all, hey, and you know what? In many ways, that kind of 
in, in some ways kind of connects to, and we'll talk a little bit later about your book, Evolving Learner, and just how there is, you know, we're constantly, and you write about it so eloquently with, with Christy and, and Lauren in the book about just the, the love of, of, of learning and the pursuit and how it doesn't end. It's timeless. And, uh, and there's, I t- so, uh, hey, if I, could, if I can drop some arcane music trivia and that helps you out, on the next round of Jeopardy or, or a bet, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do it because I've, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from you as well, my friend. You're so kind. I'm always learning. I'm always ready to learn. I'm here for it. So in, in the past uh, year or so, and, I, and I, I shared a little bit about this in the last episode of the podcast, I talked about the doors and, uh, you know, they, they, they may or may not be neighbors of yours. You, you both hailing from Southern California. I feel like I'm talking to the LA woman. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I talked about that album and, and how, you know, the, the, the making of that album basically started with them being kind of called to task and an unexpected event happened with their producer saying, I'm, I'm out of here. You guys sound like garbage and, 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 and you need to make it happen on your own. And, and I made that kind of hat trick loop by, by saying that's kind of what this, this past year was for, for educators and that we, this unexpected event happened with the pandemic and, you know, all of us as educators in some way, shape or form had to kind of get back to our basics like the doors did on L.A. Woman. And we had to get back to our core and purpose and our vision and our why as educators. So how in this past year did 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 you do the same? How did you visit your core and purpose, even though we had this, you know, the lockdown and the pandemic and all of this uncertainty and stress and, and our, our profession turning upside down on, on the hour or minute by minute. How, how did you, how did Lainey, how did you get, get back to your core? You know, it really goes all the way back to why I became a teacher at all, because I was a psychology major and full disclosure, I have loved learning my whole life. I have not been a good student my whole life. In fact, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was the kid who I wasn't disruptive, but I was the kid who uh, was heavily incentivized by her family to do as well as possible there. I think there might've been some car bribery involved and (laughs) I I would do what I had to, to get through, but I was never enjoying being a student. I love to learn to me. They're different things, right? Like you're learning all the time, but a student is kind of a role that you have in a classroom. And I did not enjoy that role. So it's, it was, it was unfortunate for me that I, probably missed out on some things. And I had great teachers. It just wasn't something that I really loved. But I loved people and making connections. And I'm fascinated by relationships and how we can all get along and make each other better. And I went into psychology because I just am, again, fascinated by people. And it was because I was a psychology major that I needed to do some hours. And they asked me to I I had the opportunity to go into a non-public school and work with a student with special needs. And I just fell in love working with kids. And so I said, okay, well, I guess I could become a teacher. And so that's how I became a teacher. And actually I was going to be a special ed teacher. And people ask me all the time, how come you didn't go into special ed? It was, I actually had a family member talk me out of it saying, if you go into special ed, they'll never let you leave. Plus you should maybe go into a regular classroom and figure some things out before you subject yourself to special students with special needs. So I did that. And I ended up finding technology is 
a passion of mine because it was how I was able to meet the needs of all learners, whether they were designated um, in needs of special services or just maybe they had their own um, needs that would never be labeled. And so I, I really got back to in this last, you know, 15, 16 months, you know, how do we make those relationships thrive and how do we get back to, cause you know, learning is a social thing. And for me, that's mm -hmm. when it works best. I think for a lot of people, that's when it works best when there's some social component to it. And so that's what I really focused on. How do we get those learning relationships? How do we make those as, as high quality as possible, whether we're in person or online or a mix of both? Yeah, that, uh, I mean, that, that's powerful, powerful, uh, sharing there. And, you know, those questions, I mean, resonate with me on so many, on so many levels. Um, you know, how, how do we make those connections? And I, and I love how you, you mentioned passion, you know, and that's something that um, in our profession, I, I believe that we don't tap into enough. And it's, and it's very easy, especially in this year, this past year, to, to kind of put that on, on hold, you know, for teachers to say, well, you know what, I, I've, I've got to learn this new form of, of learning, you know, so, but, but I, I'm, and I'm really passionate about this part of the gig and I'm going to put that on the shelf and I'll, I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it because I've got to get through, I've got to survive, I've, I've, I've got to maintain, but, but I'm, I'm so glad that, that you mentioned that because that is something that, um, unfortunately, many of our colleagues, many of the teachers that, that, that we serve, that is a default, that is an automatic, that we put the passion on, on, on the shelf. So how, how um, you know, just kind of building upon that, how, what are some ways in which technology fuels uh, or ignites your, your passion? You know, I think it's just, a, a, there's so many, there's so many tools and by no means would I advocate, you know, collecting as many of them as you can. But I think we can be really strategic about, you know, when is, technology going to allow us to connect and this is I know these words are not amazing and some people don't like the asynchronous and the synchronous words they're kind of clunky but they're really important to me I can't stress mm -hmm. this enough because in my in my experience both as a learner and as a teacher I feel like when we emphasize one too much people are going to lose out learners are going to lose out because I will tell you and um, we'll, we'll probably be talking about one of the projects that we're doing. Um, synchronous is so important to me, but the asynchronous is so important to me as well. I need time to process. If you yeah. ask me a question in a class or in a lecture or wherever, I, I am probably not the one to raise my hand and offer up off the fly what, what I'm thinking. I'm going to be too self-conscious about it. But if you can put me into a discussion board online, where I get to take a moment to think thoughtfully and through, with empathy and really craft my answer, I am going to be so proud of that. I'm going to want to put it out there and I'm going to be happy when other people see it. And so I think that that's something that maybe came to light over the last 15 to 16 months. I have a background with online learning. I've been involved with that for about 15 years, in addition to my experience with um, more traditional settings. But that was something that really came to me through like, wow, this is a way that technology gives multiple means for communicating and collaborating. And that's really important to me. Agreed. And, and that notion of reflection, again, is, is so essential in our gig, right? You know, when mm -hmm. you have that time to, 
and I, I don't have any problems with the terms uh, synchronous and asynchronous. And I, I love how you weave them in and out of out of our everyday discussions and conversations. But but that asynchronous does imply, hey, I can pause. I, I can mm-hmm. literally p- press pause on on the box or I can press pause on the flip grid or I can press pause on 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 the badging thing that I'm doing. And, and, and I need to be able to to walk. I mean, it, it, or, or think or or pause and, and, and talk to my friend across uh, across uh, the continent or, or, or talk to my, car, my, 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 my partner that's down, down the hall from me. So no, I, I, I appreciate that, that reflective or that asynchronous implication for reflection and for processing, because we all, we all learn differently. We all receive information differently and we all articulate ideas differently. And I think part of that is, is due to the fact that we do need that time to to reflect and, and, and step away and think and, and ponder. So I, I appreciate that. Um, building along that, and I think that's probably what, what, what and you mentioned our, our, our project and how we, you know, are, are, are in the midst of this really, what, what I feel is, is, is a asynchronous, uh, synchronous balance of both worlds with, with learning and, and, and connection. So I'm real honored to be, on this campfire uh, conversation uh, journey with you, and and I would I would love for you to in, in, in your own way, and we'll you know let, let's let's talk a little bit about that and what where where that uh, where how that started and where that's leading us, and you know we're in the midst of it right now, and we don't know where it's going to land, but but it, but it's it's going well so far. It's going beyond my expectations. By I mean, I'm going to say yes and no. Like when I got to the opportunity to collaborate with you, I knew it was going to be magic. So there was, there was already that, like, I I just knew it again. I'm going to try not to fangirl out too much. I was just, when we connected and decided to collaborate and we didn't even know what we were going to do, which was kind of amazing. We're just like, well, should we write an article? Should we do this? Should we do this? And we just had a couple conversations and we, you know, what would be interesting? Let's do this. And so, you know, I think it was such an intentional conversation that you and I had, again, go back to those words, synchronous and asynchronous, like what would be the best way to get a group of educators who want to continue conversations? And we want to have full acknowledgement that it's summer and some people need a hundred percent break and we honor that and respect that. And that is of course a very solid choice, but there are some people who want to be having these conversations in July. And so how can we connect in a way that does not intrude on there when they need a break and when they want to pop in and things like that. So in our conversation, we decided let's do a summer Voxer chat the month of July. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't. And, and just like my mind is reeling from how it all unfolded. Like that was just the most, I mean, you're the music man. It was just like orchestrated beautifully and we, it was all organic, but it just kind of, felt so easy as we were having these discussions. Well, we should use Voxer and we'll have a theme this week and we'll take the weekends off to make sure we're, you know, encouraging people to take care of themselves. And it, the, I mean, I don't even know what to say about the conversations that are happening in there because my mind is blown. And yeah. we've got a big group in there too. So. It's, over, it's over 70, I guess we're up to 72 of, of educators of different backgrounds, different levels of experience that, Really, and, and I guess this is week two, and, and we discussed this idea, this germ of an idea, because we didn't know, we, we, we said, hey, why, let, let's do something together. You know, I, I'm very honored we follow each other on, on, on Twitter and social media, and, and I, I appreciate you 
reaching out. Um, and, and, you know, I know it, 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 it's, you know, when you, when you reach out, you put yourself out there. And, and, and so I appreciate your transparency and, and support. And, and we, we, when we initially talked, we didn't have an idea, but we felt that even in the conversation, I, I you know, I started thinking about like, this must've been like what, what the doors were going through when they were recording LA woman, you know, and how, you know, the, they, they've been kind of stripped to their essence and, and here we are in the middle of the summer, but yet we still want to derive meaning. We were having this great conversation and that's what it kind of came up with. Well, why don't we share in on the, why don't we have everybody share in on the conversation with us in, in this synchronous way, if they so choose or asynchronous way, if they so choose and like, like, like a digital campfire. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, how, how, you know, look, we've, we've had this conversation uh, about the doors and I, I, you know, shame on me for not mentioning light my fire, you know, but uh, there you go. <laughs> the fire has been lit. It is amazing. It, 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 it has been. And, and it's just been, it's been so refreshing to, to collaborate, but then also, again, I, I, we could spend a whole like 50 other podcasts talking about the sharing and that, that, that is going on in a way that is, rich and meaningful. I, I've, I've learned so much in, in the last um, two weeks uh, or going into week two now uh, from from our, our, our fellow uh, campers. It's been amazing. If I could just point out, I it, it's yes, absolutely. It's been so amazing. And what I've been again, you said, I think we're yeah, like you said, over 70 for sure. Um, what I've been so inspired by is the level of contribution and then also, you know, on, on topics we're talking about in the chat, but also this very organic way where some people are recording in Voxers, some are sending it via text mm -hmm. because they're more comfortable with that. Some people, like you said, it's almost a mix of synchronous and asynchronous because typically I would think of Voxer as more asynchronous, but we have some people who are live listening as people are recording and responding immediately yep. after. And so I think that's a really beautiful way to do both and i didn't even think that would happen no and and, and it really does on learner agency that's happening again we we've i guess kind of, it's kind of like fight club you know the first rule of fight club you know fight club and maybe the first <laughs> rule of uh, campfire combos is learn learn as you will learn as you mm -hmm. are and it, it's you know campfire there are no simple rules you know don't don't stick your hand in the fire right you know don't don't yeah. don't light me buddy on fire but you know you just gather around and when you feel like you've gathered enough warmth right as a campfire you step back and and then when you get cold you you, you move in and 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 i what i love about about this is the inclusivity like mm -hmm. everyone's welcome everyone's invited and in, and in, in many ways again that speaks to the core that you just talked about earlier about how you you look for and you bring those connections out in in others whether as as a, as a teacher as as a speaker as a consultant as as a collaborator so that that's one of the things i love about uh, working with you and collaborating with you is the value that you place on connection it's powerful friend oh you're so kind and, and i the inclusivity i just want to add to that one thing that you know, you and I didn't really know, like, we were going to build the campfire. We didn't know who's going to come to the campfire. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I've been really grateful for is that we such a diverse group in roles 
Like we have classroom teachers, we have principals, right. we have district leaders, we have all these people who serve equally important roles in education and they're all coming and sharing their perspective. And to have that that dialogue has been really amazing. And if I could just add another thing that was, was again, this is such an organic process. I'm so, so proud of that. We didn't want to push a bunch of, we didn't want to impose a lot of rules or tasks or anything like that. But I, I think it's on like day two or three, someone's like, you know, there's been a lot of really great stuff shared here. How can we capture this better? Yes. Okay, we will capture it. And then, you know, you and I chat about some different ways to do it. We decide looks like Jamboard would be the best for this particular need. We'll do that. And then other people are, are actually taking notes, their own notes, and then <laughs> dropping links into share. Well, here's what I've recorded so far. I'm like, my mind is blown. And this is all stuff that people are voluntarily doing. Yeah. I love how, um, you, you, you know, and, and, and when we when we come up with those or when we receive those ideas and that feedback and then and then we do it. And then I love when you come into the the Voxer chat or around the campfire and you go, you asked for it. You got it. You know, and <laughs> we're here to serve. Right. We're the yeah. camp counselors. We've we've got their backs. They give us the ideas and we make it happen. And then you um, came up with the wakelet and you've been dropping the graphics in and like. I'm, it's just been, again, I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to go on and on about it, but you have just been the best partner in this and bandmate. And I'm so happy that I feel like our partnership has been amazing, which I think is something we all aspire to do is work really well with our peers. And then also the other peers that are involved, we have the camp counselors who their job is just to make sure everyone feels included. And then we have all these campers and it just feels like, and I should point out, even though we have these kind of designated roles, there's no like hierarchy. We're all just here having the conversation. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. It, it, and I, I'll, I mean, that well stated because it, it, it's like there's, when we're in the conversation, no, no one speaking as principal, no one's speaking as, wow. oh, I'm just, I'm just a second year, whatever, or I, I have this title. It, it really, I mean, there's just kind of this, organic i mean and, and everyone is 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 invited everyone has equal say and or or you know there are folks that are doing just deep listening and not saying mm -hmm. a word and that's fine too um but but again it, it is refreshing in education whereas as you, you don't have that hierarchy you don't have you know those um um you know, kind of barriers, because sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, that happens, you know, sometimes we, we sit in meetings or, or faculty meetings or, or district meetings, and this is where all of this group sit. The the assigned seats for the folks that, that share this role, and in this case, those lines are blurred in, in, in a good way, I believe. In the best way, I think, absolutely. We're all just and here to learn. Yep. We are, and, and I, and again, I, I, I can't thank you enough uh, for going on this journey uh, with me, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for it. I, I've I've really enjoyed your book, which I want to talk a lot about, uh, or as much as I can in, in the time that we have. And but I am grateful to come with you and be on this journey with you. And I, I hope that you know in in our conversations and in our sharing that 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 we are, are able to to spark future collaborations and, and conversations for all, you know, we, we, yeah. we always go back to that, that, that lone teacher 
or that loan administrator that that is in that that school and or or, or district office and, and may feel isolated or may feel affected. and 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 really what I what I hope that we're doing is is empowering that person to reach out, take that leap, uh, you know, through social media or, or take that leap and go down the hall and go, Hey, you know, I saw you do something really cool the other day, or I heard you, you, you make this really cool in, in a, in a, in a, in a faculty meeting or a PLC and Hey, why, why don't, why don't we, why don't we, we build something together or, or work on something together. So I, I do hope that, that uh, we do that, but you, you, you you are you are an amazing uh, thought partner and bandmate, and I'm grateful for that. And and you are uh, you are my Beatles, my friend. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. And just to be clear, I know that this round of campfire ends at the end of July, but you will not shake me. Like we are bandmates for <laughs> life. I am going to. I have attached myself. Uh, we are we're not done collaborating. <laughs> no, this is we're we're just getting started. No, I feel the same way, and and I. I uh, you know, one way or the other, uh, I've got my copy of Evolving Learner, and uh, I've got I've got exactly where I want you to sign it. And, you know, what what what, I, what I'd love would love for you to do is maybe share a little bit about about that book because in in, in many ways we're we're kind of the Campfire Combos uh, is an embodiment of some of the things that you you talk about in the book with with your other uh, with your other co-authors, uh, Christy and Lauren. Oh, well, you're so kind. So um, I'm, I'm just honored to be able to talk about this book. It was, it was a, a long journey for me. Um, it started many years ago. I won't get into the whole year-by-year uh, <laughs> year breakdown, but um, I'm guessing, Sean, you managed to turn out a book in less than six or seven years. Your, your book is magical, uh, but I, I'm guessing you maybe took a little less time than that. So. You're too kind. You're too <laughs> kudos, kind, my friend. Kudos to you. Um, so the concept is, you know, someone once asked me, like, how do you have, how do you learn as an adult? And I said, well, I learned from kids, peers and the world. And I didn't come with that instantly. It had been some while thinking about it. And these are basically the ways that I'm learning. And, uh, Corwin had approached me about writing a book and I sat on it for a while. And then, uh, a few years ago, I asked Christy Andre and Lauren Steinman to join me in this journey. And that's when it really started to take off. And so we really wanted to get to the, okay, and, and we say at the very beginning, we didn't write the book because we had the answers. We wanted the answers. And so we knew that we learn, as teachers, we learn from kids, peers in the world. And I would say the same for administrators, whatever your role in education, hopefully you're, you're having all those opportunities to learn. And we wanted to talk about, well, what would this look like? And how would we shift from, and we hear the, the PD all the time, right? Professional mm -hmm. development PD. And we've, we've tried not to turn that into a bad phrase because it's not necessarily the phrase that's bad, but I think the way that we associate it is we think of it's, of that traditional model as being like externally driven, one size fits all, it's all based on seat time. Yeah. Have, ha have your teachers learned how to do this? Oh yeah, we did four hours in September. Mm -hmm. What? How, but how do you, what is your evidence that they know? Like, what is your evidence that they're supported? We did four hours in September. So 
what did we what do we really want out of and we use the term professional learning and so you know we want it to be innovative and not just for the sake of being innovative but we want it to be innovative in the sense that we want to take advantage of all the opportunities we have for learning now and we want there to be choice for learners that are you know small and tall our kids and our adults should have choice in their learning we want it to be as personalized as possible and we would really love for it to shift to based on deliverables rather than that seat time which has been such a heavy like kind of the only thing that we do besides observations, really. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's really, the book is about a paradigm shift, but we also wanted to give really, really practical strategies about, well, okay, well, you say learn from, learn from kids. Well, what does that look like? And so we talk about how as a, as a, as the schoolhouse, I love that word. Oh, As the schoolhouse, we're going to have this here's so this this collective cycle of inquiry, right? Like this is our mission. We need to we have data, we have um, evidence that supports we have to work on this, okay? So that's our collective cycle of inquiry. But then also in our teams, through PLCs, and as individuals, we need to get better on that in our own way. Well, we have our kids, we can learn from them. We can be in our cycle of inquiry where we're, you know, teaching, but taking formative assessment and using that to guide us in our practice. And so we're also taking feedback from our kids and we're having conversations with them. And so we try to get really, really specific ways. So we also talk about being really learner driven and how can we put in and we give examples. We say, here's a, here's a strategy that would work to move to more learner driven. And that's going to mm -hmm. take you out of being in the front of the room doing all the work. And that's going to allow you to have an opportunity to learn from your community, from your community of learners, your kids in your classroom. So that's just that's just one of them with kids. And then we talk in peers about, you know, obviously, and I love how you said earlier, like, go down the hall and ask, like, what are you doing? I find that sometimes there's so much. Well, we know there's brilliant stuff happening in classrooms, but it's rarely seen by the people right next door. And so how what are some ways that we can make sure that's seen? And then when we talk about learning from the world, we're, we focus mostly on social media, but that's obviously not the only way. I mean, reading books, listening to podcasts, these are all ways that we can step outside of our schoolhouse and see, well, what's happening in different parts of the world, in different parts of the country, and how can we learn from that? I, uh, I take great value in what you just said, and I, I want to like, uh, dip it in bronze and put it on a, on a shelf someplace because, and, and the other thing too, that, that everything that you said also authentically echoes in the book. I mean, I hear your voice in the book um, and there are just so many just cool little moments and nuggets. It, it's the other thing about, about, about my copy too, is I've got highlights and, and, and sticky notes and such, and I probably will need to get another copy uh, to have that, so, so that I could so I could put it on display, but it, it was re it's refreshing. Also, the, the, the bit that I and again, there's just so much refreshing in your book. But I really appreciate as a principal the fact that so so often there's you know when you read books on curriculum and teaching and learning, uh, it's it's always uh, I guess principal. It's supposed to be principal generated. It's supposed to be principal ignited. And, mm -hmm. and I, and I, and, and, and there is a time and place for that. And, and sometimes it's effective when that happens. Sometimes it isn't effective. It just depends on, on, on the, on the, on the paradigm and the situation. But I do love on page 90 of your book, uh, how you, 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 you go on this riff about a very good riff on principal PLCs. 
and uh, you know this is the notes podcast. I am a principal. Uh, there there are some principals and assistant principals and aspiring uh, uh, principals and APs that, that that do listen to the podcast. But I would love for you to to just maybe touch a little bit on on the value in that and, and what does that look like, sound like, and feel like when you talk about a principal PLC. Well, I want to make sure and give true props to Christy and Lauren because they are they are in principal positions right now right. and they made sure that got into the book and I'm so yes. grateful they did. And one of the things that when we were talking about this, um, you know, one of the things is that it can be very isolating to be a principal. You're you're the one on your campus, right? And right. so when do you get an opportunity to actually meet with your peers? and identify problems and talk about how you're going to make improvements and, you know, give each other advice and things like that. So a principal PLC is, you know, the concept of a PLC, professional learning community, but it would be for principals. And it's just so important. And I, and I would say the same thing for coaches. I feel like we talk a lot about professional learning for teachers and we need to, but I feel like what often gets left out of that discussion is what is the professional learning opportunities for coaches, for administrators, for those who are not in the classroom? Because I feel like they're often the most left out and yes. they need to grow in their practice too. And so I'm, I'm you know, some of our, our mutual friends and, and you probably said this too. It's like, um, well, they didn't talk about this in my principal school or my principal program. Like there's a lot of crazy things that happen when you're a principal and a lot of crazy things that happen when you're a coach and things that you were prepared for by your prep program. Same way a teacher is not prepared for everything. And so it's important for those groups to come together and to be able to have those conversations through that structured dialogue. And so I, I'm a huge fan and uh, there, yep, we definitely have that in the book. Thank you, Christy and Lauren, for making sure it made it in there. I got to give them the props. Awesome. And I was back, again, I keep going back to going back, but but for you, your core is making those connections. And I just love how you 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 express that and exude that um, you know, for your for your author bandmates. So and that's why you are an amazing bandmate. I'm just so saying. So, so, so if, if we're, if we're thinking about what's the next gig, what's, you know, how, how, how can folks uh, find you, Lainey? How can folks uh, connect with you and, and, and learn with you and, and learn from you? What are, what are those venues and, and what are, what's, what's kind of next on your, uh, your agenda? What's next on your world tour, if you will? Oh, my world. Well, I actually have been out in the world, so that's yes. been interesting. And so I, uh, I made a, I've been on a plane of, a bunch of times, actually, starting in mid-June. And so I, I'm really fascinated, if you don't mind me just taking a minute to say, I'm, Go for it. I'm super fascinated how we're going to move forward. You know, in the book, Evolving Learner, we talk about, you know, just being really intentional with how we spend our time. And my hope is that now that we, through a very tragic, and I would, you know, take it back if we could, but there are some some bright spots in this. And so when we talk in the book about how you have like this collective cycle of inquiry and these, you know, individual cycles of inquiry and team cycle of inquiry, like how can we be more thoughtful about how we bring people in mm -hmm. and use them? Because I do find value in bringing outside voices into schools. And I happen to be one of those people that gets pulled in. But one thing that I get a little bit um, sad about, I'll just be honest, it's sad, is 
I often only get one interaction at a school and then it's, that's it. But what I'm hoping is going to happen now that we've had more experiences with the virtual is that it's, I get to do a virtual with the school and talk to their leadership team and say, here's what I want to talk about. I want you to be prepared for when I leave so you can follow up on that. And then I do the in-person. And then, you know, what I want to do is work myself out of a job. I want to build the capacity in others to keep going. But I want to be able to, you know, it doesn't always make sense to bring me in in person, but I want to be able to remotely come and support. I have a new school that I've started working with, and that's our plan. I worked with the leadership team prior. I'll be in person in August, and then I strategically brought in remote to support the leadership team throughout the year. So I'm really hoping that's where we go um, when it comes to bringing outside people in for professional learning. So much can happen within the campus, but when we're mm -hmm. going to bring outside people in, I really want us to be super intentional in that. So I am back on the road and I'm really optimistic that we're going to be super intentional about how we bring people in. So that's part of the answer. Yeah. I, I greatly appreciate, you know, there, you know, you want to build that relationship, but also too, with, with any kind of professional learning, it has to, it has to sustain. Mm -hmm. And 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 you have to empower whether it's the leadership team or empower uh, you know the the school improvement team or the teachers or whoever it is that you're serving to to keep that going. So I I, I dig that. The other thing that uh, I will also make mention of is is the fact that you you mentioned uh, podcasts and and you and I are both podcast geeks uh, yes. and proud podcast geeks and so uh, I I happen to. Um, to take great refreshment from a, a <laughs> yes, we can go all day with the lemonade learning theme. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it, my friend. <laughs> so so I, I uh, you know I I don't want to um, you know I don't I don't want to spill any lemonade you know all oh, over the yes. record store in here, but uh, <laughs> but but uh, I, I you know how how can folks uh, track down your uh, your wonderful podcast? Well, thank you for mentioning Lemonade Learning, which I am a co-host with the amazing Brie Hodges and 100% props to her on naming the podcast, uh, which it came came about uh, in, you know, basically we started talking in March of 2020. And uh, you can imagine what the catalyst for that was. We had known each other before, but there were some things going on that we were trying mm -hmm. to work through. And we said, well, why don't we make a podcast out of this? It has evolved in just the, the little over a year it's been in existence. It's evolved and we started bringing guests in, um, which just really quickly, a side note, like Katie Novak was our first guest and she's amazing. She's singing Beyonce she within 90 seconds. That That's wow. turned into relationships. Like Katie and I are now friends. We're going to Nashville together. We wrote an article for Edutopia together. So Bree and I, you know, our thing is, is that we want to bring in people who inspire us, who can teach us, who can stretch us and make us better. And obviously all for the for the community, not just for Bree and I, but for our listeners and those who engage with us online as well. And so it's just been a real joy. And it's some, it's it's definitely one of the things that I'm most excited about that moving forward that Bree and I are doing this podcast together. And then. On top of that, we uh -oh. have a very special guest coming in. And so, Sean, I have locked you down. You are on the calendar. Yes. We're recording you. I think we record with you in August, which will yes. probably get your episode episode out sometime in September. We don't turn around as fast as you do. Sorry about that. But <laughs> hey, no, no, no pressure. You know, lemonade does time to, yes. to get the right flavor. And yes. uh, 
I am I am totally honored to uh I would not disagree with any of that. So I would <laughs> I am totally excited about being a part of uh lemonade learning and 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 sipping refreshing lemonade with you and Bree. I'm I'm really honored and excited about that. So uh for for that and, and it could be, you know, that um uh you know folks can listen to the principal liner notes podcast and then when they want you know when they're when they're done you know being in a dusty record store with me or, or in my, my record collection and they want to get refreshed go listen to lemonade learning and and uh you know or that that would be that would be an interesting podcast lineup there that would be i cool. well in my mind not only are the shops like next door to each other like a lemonade stand right next to your your record store maybe maybe there's like a pass through and you know we get to wave to each other. So yes, I, I I I think we we are in full alignment. And any connections that we can make, I'm I'm super excited about that. Cannot wait to have you on. I I I love that image. And you know what? I, my wheels are turning. Um, we may we may have another collaboration. We may you know something. Who knows? You know maybe maybe the the podcast shops are next to each other on the same street, and who you know. Who, exactly. who knows? You know, who knows where this could go? So, Lainey, Lainey Rowell, you are a true bandmate, and I am grateful for your time and, and your conversation. I always look forward to it. I always come away in, enriched and inspired and refreshed. And I hope that those who have tuned into the Principal Liner Notes podcast have, have those same vibes from you. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope to connect with people on social media. And I just, yes, I so honored. I, every time I talk to you, Sean, I have so much energy. I think I need to go run a marathon right now. I'm like so amped up. So thank you. Thank you, friend. And thank you to all your listeners. All right. Thank you. We'll catch you on the flip side, my friend. See you at the campfire. Will do. That's it for this episode. A very special thanks to Lainey Rowell for stopping by the podcast. You can follow Lainey on Twitter and Instagram at Lainey Rowell. Be sure to tune into her collaborative podcast with Brianna Hodges. It's called Lemonade Learning. We talked about it in our conversation. Lemonade Learning, you can download onto your favorite podcast platform from Apple to Spotify to Google. Also, please be sure to follow the collaborative journey that Lainey and I are on with Campfire Combos EDU. It is a hashtag and you can follow it on Twitter at hashtag Campfire Convos EDU. Pick up Lainey's book, Evolving Learner, Shifting from Professional Development to Professional Learning from Kids, Peers, and the World. And that book is published from both Corwin and Learning Forward. And I highly recommend it. Add it to your summer reading list immediately. This is Sean Gaylord signing off from the Principal Liner Notes podcast for now. Don't forget to share your dreams and ideas. The world needs your truthful voice and beautiful ideas. Thanks again for tuning in. See you at the record store or the lemonade stand or the campfire. Take care, stay safe, and peace.